Thanksgiving edition. We are actually seven in the mix today. My brother Andy is down from Minnesota, and so he is making a special appearance on the podcast, our first guest, so we're excited to have Andy. And this Thanksgiving edition uh, of our podcast, we're going to focus on holidays, some hilarity. We're going to keep it light, so we're not going to talk politics uh, we're not going to talk uh, any of that, uh, the deeper, heavy stuff. We're just going to focus on some great uh, topics uh, heading into this holiday week. And I'm going to turn it over to Ethan to start us off. Thanks, Matt. It is fun to uh, think about holidays and family and um, fun family traditions. I know uh, for our family, we're always excited for that and starting new ones. Uh, but tonight, we wanted to actually spend some time talking together and just sharing where each of us, Uh, and our families might rank Thanksgiving in terms of holidays, annual traditions, and maybe share a little bit of the why um, and some of the deeper things of just what we enjoy and why about particular holidays. And so, yeah, who wants to start us off with that tonight and just share a little bit of where Thanksgiving ranks as well as where what some of the um, favorite traditions are for you and your family and why? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'm uh, I can't stand holidays. I'm not a big holiday guy. I can't stand them. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I get all geared up for the holiday, but then when the holiday gets there, I'm like, I mean, the whole my stress level just goes through the roof. I've got family. I got to deal with family. I've got to deal Hold with. On. I'm just. It's I just. I mean, I'm seriously. If I could, if I, if I could just say like ten words the whole day, I'd be that'd be the the greatest holiday ever. I mean, if I could go into Thanksgiving and say, pass the turkey, pass the bread past the stuffing. If that's all I had to say the whole entire day, I'd be good. <laughs> so back to the uh, <laughs> on holidays, hilarity, keeping it light, heading into Thanksgiving. Thank you, Don, yes, for that well, rousing endorsement of the well, holidays. In honor of the Seinfeld tradition of starting your own holiday, Don, what would you name this holiday <laughs> that you speak of that involves you only saying nine words? Festivus, and it's we've a got, We've got Festivus, but what would what would your version of the holiday be then? Boy, yeah, I'd just be like, if I could hunker down in my bunker and just kind of hang out by myself and, you know, come out for dinner, say a few words, pass the stuffing. Maybe I'd say probably pass the stuffing a couple times, but then, uh, but then, yeah, I'd be done. I think I'd be going, I'd be good just to go back down, take a nap and call it a day. Well, there you go. I'm trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be honest, guys. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Just, it, it, it gets me. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love the holidays. I love Thanksgiving, probably my favorite, but yeah, the stress of the family and things like that. Oh man, I don't know. What, what about what? What about the rest of your family? Like your immediate family? Do they are they into it? Your wife, uh, your kids? Oh yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, I pulled them earlier this 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 afternoon, and they were all thought that Thanksgiving was right up there. Especially my oldest daughter, she's like Thanksgiving, definitely. And then second, followed by Easter. But I said, why? She's like, well, the food, of course. So she's. She's all about the food. I don't blame her. Yeah, we're probably heathens, and I'm probably teaching my children's terrible lessons, life lessons. But they all—that's all they care about—is the food. So, um, so yeah, I guess I, I'm just all about the uh, the food, and and if I have to, and dealing with uh, family and stuff like that, yeah, I'll take I'll, t- I'll take a pass. I'll so, is it pass. safe to say on the Don scale of of holidays that you despise, Thanksgiving is the highest of the holidays that you despise? You know, if I have to go to the despise rating, um, (laughs) boy. I get we're talking B ratings. From from point one, on a scale of one to 10, if you rated it from point one to point 
uh, 0.01 to 0.1, where would it be? You know, with Thanksgiving, it's easy to just blend in and be a potato on the couch, you know, and just kind of blend in with everything. Because all I have to do is get up, go to the table, say a few words, eat my meal, then go back to the couch or the chair that I've found myself in, watch more football, and pray that nobody asks me any any good questions. Then, yeah, I think that's where probably Thanksgiving is probably my favorite because, man, when Christmas rolls around, my stress level's through the roof. I've got family. I've got to deal with uh, hoping my kids like their gifts. Oh, and by the way, yeah, I've got to get a gift for my wife. Oh, man, that's going to send me through the roof because I know I'm going to get the wrong thing. I mean, that's going to ruin everybody's Christmas, right? So You're a mean one. You need some wine or something, man. He was like, this is painful to listen to. Wow. I'm telling you. Yeah, and, 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 I mean, and the, stress, the stress of it all is, is you know, Jen, Jen's in the in the kitchen where we were at her family's. You know, she's 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 doing the dishes. She's cleaning up. And I'm telling you, that's a whole process in, in itself because, right, because if you're not in there cleaning up, helping out, oh, my word, you know, then that's, yeah, I'm, I might be sleeping on the couch. And then, yeah, of that, course, my, that backfires. That, and that, then my that, student, that I and agree then, with. And then my crazy brother-in-law, who, who who's the, the kindest soul in the world, feels like he's got to go in there. Of course, that makes me look bad because I'm still sitting <laughs> on the couch. And so now we've got too many hands in the kitchen. And, and now we've got, you know, things, you know, just... It, it just spirals out of control right from there. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't, I mean, my blood pressure is just rising thinking about this right now. So, well, I appreciate the fact on that you've set the bar nice and low for the next person <laughs> to jump over. So the, I appreciate the good captaincy right there to uh, show humility and, and give us, give us some hurdles to jump over. So well, I think, you know, ben, you know I, I wanted to keep it real just because I don't want to say the same thing. You know, everybody's going to say, oh, Thanksgiving's my favorite because of the food. I'm so thankful for all that all that we've been given. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I think you know. Ben started in there a minute ago. Ben, you want to jump in? <laughs> yeah. Go can ahead, somebody ben. put Don on mute, please? I've heard <laughs> enough <from him>. Brilliant! <laughs> Uh, I can take I, care of that. I can take care of that. I, I'm happy to be the counterpoint for Don again tonight because I love the holidays and my boys love the holidays. So we did a little family poll earlier. Thanksgiving's probably in the top couple holidays for us. Although my wife asked if that included Black Friday, which my youngest son right away said, well, then mom, what's more important, Black Friday or Good Friday? So he mm. like mm. threw the zinger right away to my wife. So she kind Parenting of Parenting bonus up. points for you raising, yeah, raising yeah. the son, right? Yeah. So yeah, we, we like the, we like getting together. We like the food, maybe some of us more than others. The desserts are definitely my favorite. I love the pumpkin pie and the, the classics of Thanksgiving. And uh, for me, I remember growing up and we would uh, make the trip down to my cousin's farm in Wisconsin every Thanksgiving and spend time only for a city slicker, quasi city slicker like myself. It was fun to get out there and, and go help milking with the cows and doing all those kind of things out on the farm and having a big group together of all my relatives was a lot of fun. The, the one area where maybe I'll agree with Don a little bit as a adult now with kids and several families involved, it, it can get a little more complicated trying to work out a routine or, you know, deciding to just kind of go on your own as a smaller family size or, or trying to get together with the bigger group. So there are some more decisions to make. So I'll give Don that. But Outside of that, yeah, I, I love the holidays in general, both my boys, especially my youngest. he His favorite part about Thanksgiving is that the next day we can set up the Christmas tree because he is like already, we've been watching Christmas movies on Netflix. He is ready to go. So it's fun with the, especially still elementary age kids. It's a lot of fun to go through the holiday season. That's good. Yeah, we, we put up the Christmas tree this past weekend. Yeah, because Thanksgiving's a nothing to you, so you're good. Yeah, you can just, you know, you don't, you don't have to wait it, for it. 
Just How did he get off of mute? How on. did Don get off of mute? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he texted me and said he was going to say something positive. <laughs> did that Christmas tree raise the stress level too high? Well, the Christmas tree is a whole other uh, talking point in our family because I hate the Christmas tree. It's like, <laughs> oh, here we go. It's Back like to thirty. It, it's mute. it's older than than me. I think this Christmas tree, and it's just a bear to put up. So it's like the boxes, you know, all taped or duct taped together. The, the little lead tr- things are are piling up on our on our brand new wood floors upstairs. It's driving me nuts because I got all these pine needles all over the place, and it's being tracked all over the house. Oh, don't get me going on these pine needles. They're everywhere now. So. So yeah, but yeah, we got the we got oh we put up the Christmas Village here this this afternoon yeah dude that, that's a, that's always a highlight too because those styrofoam bubble thingies are all over the house too along with the pine needles it's, <laughs> it's enough to I'm gonna I'm gonna need to value them here pretty soon. Hey Don Don who's who's the mayor of that village Tim Walls. <laughs> 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 yeah, all the little village people have got masks on. And we, we painted those on before they put on. The so, yeah. And Ryan wins the gaslighting award. Yeah, nice. right. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Andrew, I, I gotta ask. Can I? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place here, but Andrew, I gotta ask. We're, I mean, I'm kind of jealous of Andrew because he escaped Minnesota. Are you expecting to get back into Minnesota anytime soon? I think I'm they're hoping play. not to make you back in. <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> that's, an, that's exactly it. I, th- I swear, I think they're going to put up uh, they're going to put up roadblocks on the way in. So just I I have a feeling I'm have a hard time getting back on Wednesday. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, on that note, Andrew, why don't we have you share uh, your opinions and family uh, persuasions on Thanksgiving and other holidays? And please yeah. dish on how many times he, uh, <laughs> how many times he asks for a list of of food items available to him at all times. I mean, hey, dude, Don, it's got to be epic, uh, right? Don, start that sentence over and say Matt. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, holidays were always the best. Thanksgiving's up there. I agree with Ben. Thanksgiving's way up there. Without fail, mom and dad always hosted Thanksgiving, so that was a pretty big time for Matt and I. I think. The hilarity in Thanksgiving came in the different phases in Matt's life when he had his no napkin phase <laughs> at the table, and he would lick his fingers you instead got, of you using got a the napkin. Human napkin. It's the yeah. human napkin. The most that phase lasted at least five years, which was ridiculous. It, the, it's the natural, the natural napkin that That's God right, the designed natural. everybody with. Yeah. Brilliant. So you're the telling dope. me that my three year old's gonna outgrow that phase, Matt? <laughs> well, Matt didn't start until he was twenty, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> and that also overlapped with his ridiculous leave the milk on the floor phase because it'll get too warm if it's on the table. So we had to keep the milk on the floor because it's a lower temp. Brilliant! Lower to but, the ground. Okay, yes. heat rises. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, okay. It's a bad theory, but yeah, great time. I, I think I we enjoyed uh, the day after. I remember watching football, the high school football in Minnesota. The tournament always happened the day after Thanksgiving, so that was a big tradition for us. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Girls went shopping. Guys stayed home and watched football. It was great. The no napkin phase. Man. The milk on the floor phase. It's fun. We get to hear all the behind-the-scene things. If that's true, and Matt, can you vouch for the rationale here? You would put the milk on the floor so that it stayed cold. Because you like a cold drink, is that right? That's correct. Milk needs to be ice cold. And so the theory was we keep it in the fridge until after the prayer. Like we don't even pour it. You pour it before, you lose like literally six, I would say uh, six-tenths of a degree. And it just, it takes that edge off. And I, I want that like icicles going down, going down the throat. So yeah, prayer and then beeline to the fridge. <laughs> Get it out, pour it, and then start chowing. Brilliant! And, and then it. make sure that thing either goes back to the fridge, but you know, I'm more like Don. I don't want to get up and do anything. So we kept it kept it near the table, but we're gonna keep it low. So, you know, all the hot air talking and the hot food, mashed potatoes, not gonna hit the temperature too hard on the milk. We're gonna keep her low. What is it, a hard floor? Or we're talking like carpet, or what was the floor floor condition? Because that can make all the difference uh, in the that's world. Good question. That's a good question. Uh back in the day, it was Andy, carpet. Was that a, it was carpet. Yeah, so you you're just you you were you were going the opposite direction, man. Sorry, sorry to tell you that. Well, but you got you got so much we, we thermal energy held in that carpet. It's like an insulator. You were baking that 
milk. The last time I checked, we did not have it's radiant heat in our dining room, <laughs> a radiant heat floor. So I think we were probably all right. And mom and dad just put up with this and said, okay, fine, we'll keep it on the floor. Apparently. Mom was aghast. Mom hated it. She, she despised that phrase. I love it. I love it. I, I, put, I put ice cubes in my chocolate milk every night before I go to bed. I want my drinks cold. I love it. Does so Aaron, Matt, you put ice Aaron bring you cookies too? What in the world? Uh, she's in bed. My, when I have my last chocolate milk each night, she's in bed. Ryan, what what is this is going to sound weird? What's the what's the name of the church you go to? Cornerstone, Tim. Was he connected to Pillsbury back in the day? Yeah, he was a business professor. So here's adjunct. Here's professor. Yeah, here's here's it kind of solidified my belief in this. When we we spent a night at his house for some type of it was probably when I was singing with uh, Don. We were traveling around. We sent we spent a night at their house and we had like i can't remember if it was chocolate milk or ice cream or in the on oh, the morning we had we had uh, cereal and i said where are the bowls he said in the freezer i said no excuse me you heard me wrong i said where are the bowls he said they're in the freezer i was like what's going on he said yeah i need to make sure that that milk stays cold in the cereal and so they had the bowls in the freezer my mind was blown up he, al- he also he also kept mugs in the freezer as well for, yes. for root yes, beer and everything else. Let me tell you, Brilliant. that was yes. the reason that I started taking business classes because this guy, we'd go over to his house and he would yes. just enthrall us with all the little knickknacks and things that he did. And you're right. I, hey, to that, that makes more sense than milk on a carpeted floor. So, yeah, I'm not as smart as Tim, apparently. So I had to do something. But, yeah, he was he was one of my heroes after that. For sure. Boy, there's a reason why the Lord led us to this church now. I'm I'm seeing it more and more. (laughs) Uh, Well, Matt, do you want to follow on your brother's tail there? Sure. You know, as we we take a look from a family side, I think Thanksgiving, probably if we went the whole, all seven of us uh, as a family, probably ranks just under Christmas. I think it's, it's hard to have the girls not, you know, be real excited about the presents, especially the younger ones. But as we, you know, hosted back in the day, Thanksgiving was a very special time because we had a, we would have a lot of family come to our house, and it just it was just a great tradition. I really enjoy the whole all of Thanksgiving, kind of lead up to it, the prep for it, and then just just hanging out with with the family. So for me, Thanksgiving probably eclipses Christmas uh, just a little bit, and it's uh, it's just a it's for me it's kind of like the real start of the holiday season, you know, heading into. Uh, Christmas and then New Year's and such. So uh, Thanksgiving is a very, very special time. And, uh, you know, especially this year, having my family come down and not seeing them for a year, I think I mentioned it before, but uh, just having them here is is uh, really fantastic. I am the opposite of Don. I am Tiny Tim. Don is Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm hoping the, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future might uh, help instill a, a heart in that lad. We just got a, a fail-safe uh, security system. Nothing's getting through my doors right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> the bunker is as secure as oh, yeah. the average communist missile silo, I'm sure. Air, airtight. Airtight. What is the... Well, I got to ask, Matt. What is the new phase? There's got to be a new phase. What's... Or maybe Andrew can tell us. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there is one. I do, do have to. I do have to make a comment, though. You talk about prepping for Thanksgiving. We didn't do a lick in prepping for Thanksgiving growing up. You act like this was a big prep. We sat there and watched mom and dad do everything. <laughs> you got to be kidding, prep. We did I, nothing. I probably cleaned your room for the, the only time of the year in prep for that. What are you talking about? After I raked all the leaves. Man, youngest, the young, the last sibling just, it just gets easy. It's easy street. Oh, now we're going to get into the who got the starter jacket. Who didn't? (laughs) (laughs) Good times. That is. All right, Ryan, you want to take it away? I guess I find myself more in the camp of uh, Ben and Matt on this one in terms of where I rank Thanksgiving. It it is one of our our favorite holidays. I, I did. Did talk to my family too to get get a pulse, make sure I'm speaking as a representative for the whole clan. But yeah, I think I think for us, one of the nice parts about Thanksgiving is always a focus on family. That has always been part of it for me. Growing up, we would always go to my grandma's place, and she would just make make a great feast, and that was that was memorable. And 
now we're, we're always trying to connect with either my side of the family or my wife's side of the family. And we're grateful we're able to do that again this year. So whereas Christmas, you've, you've got the birth of Christ, we as Christians get excited about. Uh, we, we look at this holiday and, and have the chance to reflect on what we're thankful for. But no doubt, food and family are, are at the heart of, of Thanksgiving. And if you like football, it's, it's a nice weekend for football, too. So that's, that's where we're at. Fair enough. Jeremy? Yeah, so we we love Thanksgiving, but I think my family loves it uh, specifically because it's one of a guaranteed or most of the time guaranteed two times a year that we get to see my side of the family. And because of time and, and distance that separates us, those moments or days that we get with our family become very, very precious to us. And we do not like it when anything interrupts that. And so this year, we're, you know, hoping to be able to travel and, and do that again, although um, because of some of the restrictions, that has been, that has been a, a real concern. Uh, but more than that, it's like all of my vehicles the past two weeks have decided that, okay, I know I, I, I drive them. My van that we're supposed to take to Ohio has got about 260,000 miles. My truck's got about 215, and then we have another Suburban that um, we cart around kids in, and that's got like 215,000. Well, all of them needed some type of like, not just kind of minor repair, like we'll just, you know, take it into the shop and get things done. And I usually do stuff myself because of the absolute astronomical hourly rate that these mechanics get, which I am in the wrong business of. I gave my whole paycheck away for the month just to get this van working and it's still not going at 50. I'm rumbling down the road and I'm just, I'm livid. I'm ticked. So anyway, we dropped it off tonight at the mechanics shop to see if he can take a look at it in the morning, just to see if we can get it going again. But, you know, outside of sickness and car issues and whatever else, we just, we love the fact that we get to spend some time with uh, my side of the family. Just a special time for us. And some of you were able to go to Ohio with me a couple times, and that was that was fun. Really enjoyed that. And my family always talks about those those Thanksgivings for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, but you guys brought some some humor and just an edge to the uh, the whole side of my family that they they I don't think they were expecting. They just didn't really know what they were in for when we traveled to those those times. But anyway, we love Thanksgiving, and uh, it's between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we really kind of see it as one kind of holiday, not separate. We kind of just in our in our home, we just kind of morph from one to the other, and, and they're both the same, just because we're in the in that kind of a mood that kind of a spirit. And uh, so it's fun for all of us. Yeah, that's good. Well, cars, cars can definitely put a damper on any holiday celebration. Uh, and travel definitely adds a certain level of stress to it for sure. So hopefully your uh, van is able to get fixed tomorrow for not a substantial fee. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's not fun. I got a question for Jeremy. You know what would really, well, I was been meaning to follow up with you on this and I'm really like waiting patiently well i'm not patient anymore but i'm waiting for my uh pinto pizza what would you call it pinto or poco poco, poco pizza where, where is my poco pizza i've All been right. dreaming about this forever so can, can we get an update met with the guy thank you and they don't they don't he doesn't want to ship his product without a secure place that can keep it refrigerated because he's he's a little bit he's a little bit eerie of sending it to other states with uh, it being frozen and then thawing on the way to you guys. So he's looking up a possibility of a, uh, a distributor that can actually do that. And he's looking at it because he has more, it's more than just us that's looking to have this done. He's got customers all over the country and they really want some of his pie. And so he's, he's pledging to work on this, this issue to come up with a solution uh, and expand his uh, expand his delivery um, into different states, not just locally and different parts of the country. So, uh, if that is uh, opportunity, great. There's a better chance that we can get uh, cold storage as far as the uh, just the trucks and stuff are concerned out during the middle of winter, 
However, you know, shipping down to Carolinas in, in the uh, heat wave down there may get a little uh, messy. So everybody up north might be just fine. So that's where it stands right now. But our school's going to do a phenomenal fundraiser with them, and I'm looking forward to that. So we, oh, did, good. we did work good. out some details there. Yeah, that doesn't help me at all. No, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. All I want for Christmas is some Poco pizza. All right. So you're telling me I got to get on my 260,000 mile van and drive to Minnesota, drop them off at a undisclosed point. Maybe I'll just come right to the border. Maybe we can just meet there and hand the pizza so that we don't have any uh, issues with your governor and with our governor crossing state lines. We just hand them to each other and then we can, then I'll have one of you distribute, right? Maybe I should connect with whoever's, you know, delivering the flu vaccine because they need cold storage as well. Brilliant. That might help. It's like 70, you know, 70 degrees below zero. That that should keep it cold. Is it? Yeah. Well, can't, can't, can't we just throw some dry ice in a box and call it good? What's what's the I don't big, know where uh, to get dry ice. Where do I get dry ice from? I don't know. Used to be able to go to grocery stores and get it and make dry ice bombs. We did that all the time in Arizona. That was real fun. But I don't, I don't know if yeah, we can do that. So if so, here's a math question for you. So if Don travels east at 70 miles per hour and leaves at 3 p.m., and Jeremy hops in his van and drives at 49 miles per hour to the west, at what time do they meet? <laughs> I don't know. Depends if Jeremy gets his van fixed. <laughs> Pretty much not going to. You're going to have to come all the way. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, to uh, wrap up our segment, I'll share a little bit uh, for us. I think in our family growing up, Thanksgiving was was always fun. It was always a highlight. We we usually had just our immediate family because we lived a long ways away from um, all of our extended family. And so we rarely, if ever, saw extended family for Thanksgiving. And so I think growing up for me, that wasn't, that may, it wasn't quite as memorable perhaps as it sounds like it was and still is for some of you guys. But currently, we do get together usually with Michelle's family over Thanksgiving, and that makes it a really big highlight for us and for our boys to see some of their second cousins and, and some of those kind of things. And so, uh, but for us, I think uh, I think I can safely say that for Michelle and I, uh, Thanksgiving is actually number three. Um, and the reason I say that for us is Christmas is number one, and that's significant for lots of different reasons. Uh, both of our families just have a lot of really memorable traditions, obviously celebrating Christ's birth, but there were just lots of, as kids, there were just lots of really fun traditions that we had that just made it so memorable. For me, I know waking up, getting our stockings and piling on my mom and dad's bed every morning on Christmas morning and being woken by my dad playing Handel's Messiah at the highest volume of our radio at, you know, five o'clock in the morning or something. But just some of those little things that just made it so memorable. Reading the uh, Luke 2 story as the sun's coming up in the morning um, and just singing and celebrating. And obviously the presents were big, but uh, but that's still true for us. I think celebrating Christmas is our favorite, partially because it lasts so long. The season kind of is extended um, and there's so many great parts of it. Um, so I would say that's number one. And Thanksgiving's number two or number three. Uh, but I think for us too, uh, 4th of July is actually number two. And the reason for that, I think, um, for Michelle and I especially, is we both love fireworks, but also it's the day that I proposed to her and asked her to marry me. And so that's just one that is always high for us, just remembering that day, remembering God's goodness in bringing us together um, and just kind of celebrating that. And so that obviously is a fun uh, holiday for us as well. No, Ethan, I remember you saying, uh, I don't know, it was a couple podcasts ago, you said no more traveling on Christmas. And I think that's why Christmas is number one on your slide, because well, we're like, <clears throat> no travel for Christmas, we're staying home. How, for one, I want to know how that went over with your family, and how did you get away with that? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say to clarify, I would say that we're not, we haven't, or are we going to say that we'll never travel for Christmas? We kind of came to a point a few years ago by just saying, Hey, for a few years, we're not going to travel. Um, especially with young kids, it just, it just was really complicated and expensive for us to see my family in Montana. Um, and, and since we'd seen Michelle's family for Thanksgiving, we just said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to stay home and her family could come to us or my family could, but 
but we're just going to stay home. And so we just shared that. Now, I think both of our, my parents especially, they're very laid back about it. And they've, they've been very encouraging to say, hey, you guys have to make decisions that are best for your family. And they want to support us in that. Michelle's parents have said the same thing. And so we're thankful for that from a freedom standpoint, uh, that they both have expressed that and followed through on it um, and given us the freedom to do that. So that's, that's part of it. So I, we haven't faced significant pressure from them. Uh, Michelle's parents have come several times the last few years for Christmas, which is fun. And it is just a little bit lower stress um, with smaller numbers of people. So that, that makes a difference. So I would imagine the next couple of years, we will probably make an effort to go out to see my whole family for Christmas. Um, as, as the time goes, we'll, we'll make that effort, but we just haven't done it the last couple of years. But it is it is pretty great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat. It's pretty great being home for Christmas and it just being your family. Um, we have experienced that once or twice now too, and it's it's just a lot of fun. That's fantastic. All righty. Well, I think you guys know what time it is. That's it. It is six in the mix trivia. We have a special Thanksgiving edition. Gang, this has not ever happened in Six in the Mix podcast history, and it may never happen again, but there are 10 points at stake. 10 points at stake in the Thanksgiving edition. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. Are you saying there are 10 questions? I'm just saying there's 10 points available. 10 points available. You guys ready for question number one? Your name is your buzzer, so everybody get off of mute and get ready to go. Question number one. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? Jeremy. Go ahead, Jeremy. Carter. You said Brother Carter. That's correct? That's correct. But unfortunately, that is not correct. Don. I think. Go ahead, Don. The cops are coming for me. Give me a second. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say Roosevelt. I'm sorry, that's not correct. Wrapping this one up in three, two, Ryan. One. Go ahead, Ryan. I, I don't have much of a clue, but I'm gonna say Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Well, not so much. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Ford. Oh, that's not correct. Ethan, Andy, I'll, any guesses? I'll I'll throw out Lincoln. Lincoln, we're going back. I'm sorry, that's not correct. Andy? Woodrow Wilson, I have no idea. Uh, JFK, JFK was the first president to pardon a turkey. So pop that down as point number one for Matt. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Question number two. (laughs) When was the first Thanksgiving NFL game? What year was the first Thanksgiving NFL game? Done. And I'll tell you, gang, it's not recent. Go ahead, Don. 1964. Not 1964, no. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. 73. That's not correct. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. 1950. I love this buzzer. This is great. That buzzer bonks. (laughs) (laughs) Dear me. This is going to be great if it's right. If it's right, I'm going to pick one higher than 56. Please be. Uh, that's not correct. No, I'm sorry. Any other guesses before we move on? All right. It's 1920. 1920 wow. was the first Thanksgiving NFL game. Yeah, that kind of shocked me a little bit, too. Wow. Okay, we're up. back to another president. Which president made Thanksgiving a permanent Ryan, national Ryan, holiday? Ryan. Easy, easy. Go ahead, easy. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I was just yeah, messing with you, right? too. <laughs> Ethan, delay, delay. Uh, <laughs> all right, go, go ahead, Ryan. Abe Lincoln. That is correct. Abraham Lincoln uh, made it a permanent national holiday. Uh, here's an interesting question related to Thanksgiving. Black Friday is the biggest day of the year for what trade profession? Black Friday is the biggest day of the year for what trade profession? Ethan. Ethan is the first one in. What do you got? I'm going to guess plumbing. That's correct, Ethan. Awesome. I thought for sure no one would get that. Great job. What now, Ethan, why would you say that? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe the whole Thanksgiving holiday where people 
can't stop <laughs> stuffing themselves. <laughs> As my science teacher used to say, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So, you know. That is correct. Brilliant! That is correct. All right. The I last a, question. I, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, I have, a, I, have a, I have an interesting story about that one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle, Buckle up. up. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, you know, it happens and I'm sure it's happened to somebody here, but you know, you go into the bathroom and you do your business and you realize as you're leaving that, uh, there was something amiss before you got in there. And of course, because you just did the business, you're the one that looks like it happened. And of course, that of course happened to me and I wanted to point my finger at the person that was previously in there, but I couldn't because again, um, I'm, I'm a nice guy. Was this your brother-in-law? I mean, no, it wasn't my brother-in-law. I would have thrown him under the bus if it was my brother-in-law, but so I couldn't do it. But oh my goodness, we had to have, I, yeah, we, I mean, we were, we were one second away from call the plumber because we could not unclog that bad boy. And it was, it was rough. It was a rough, that was, that was a Thanksgiving that I'll never forget. And of course, and of course I don't, I feel terrible for the person that went ahead of me because I know they know, but, um, boy, I don't know how, how my, my, my family and my, my father and mother-in-law let me in the house. I mean, it was that bad. It was pretty bad. So the, the picture of Don's holiday despondency is becoming clearer now. <laughs> How much of this incident helped sway your current opinion on the holiday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just added to the list. Added to the list, right? Because, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, oh, of course. I'm just minding my own business, walking to the throne room. And, of course, it's it's all goes downhill after that. <laughs> well, it didn't go downhill, I think. That's the problem. <laughs> and Don has set a new record. In November 2020, <laughs> it's the third 376 conspiracy theory that Don is espousing. The guy before me, he plugged it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. The flusher. All right. The flusher. <laughs> That's it. All right. Last question. Statistically, what is America's favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Mashed potatoes. Oh, this gives me great joy. Jeremy. Jeremy. Cranberries. <laughs> Oh, that this does not give me joy. Ugh. I wanted you to get one, Jeremy. Ben. Ben. Stuffing. Ben, adding to his respectable winnings in uh, trivia. That's fantastic. That's stuffing. I actually thought Andy would have an outside shot at that one. Because I think, Andy, that's your favorite side that dish, correct? That is my correct? favorite, for sure. Yeah, I so, thought that might prompt something. So is it called stuffing or dressing? What, what no, do you stuffing is very different than dressing. Oh, they're both terrible. Oh, I no, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, What's does the it difference? depend on if it's in the bird or out of the bird? I mean, what is the dressing, difference? Dressing is like more soupy and wet. Stuffing's a little more dry and more flavorful. Really? I did not know this. So dressing... What what makes it soupy? Is it just like the gravy? Is it is it a combination? I mean, is it still no, is it still is dressing still like breadcrumbs and uh, Matt? You tell him. I'm sure that's one of the things you prep before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good, good point. I was more the cupbearer who tested everything before people ate it. That was then, more my role, and then set it on the floor. <laughs> now the stuffing we wanted hot. We kept that high. All righty. We're going to move into some music. Are you guys ready? I still don't think I've, I'm, I'm yes. comfortable not knowing what the difference is between stuffing and dressing. I'm still okay. So Don, oh. yeah, Google yeah. says stuffing is what goes inside the bird, and dressing you make that in a pan separately. Hmm. Oh, helpful. Okay. So I will be making dressing at Thanksgiving. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I, I disagree with Google. We will be having stuffing at our house, and it will not go in the bird, and we call it stuffing. Really. Oh, boy, mm -hmm. I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with Google. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we should know that by now. All right, we've got uh, six of the mixed trivia moves on, so name is your buzzer. Are you guys ready? Here we go. C.
I've got plenty to be thankful for. I haven't got great big yards to sail shore to shore. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful Come on, guys, this is Thanksgiving edition. You guys going to bail on the first song? I didn't know there was Thanksgiving music. Bing Crosby, I've got a lot to be thankful for. No caviar, that no is correct. On my floor. That Still is correct. To be yeah. I am honestly poor that there's a there's a song that's committed to this. I've never heard this before. Yeah, it's uh it's a fantastic old ditty. Played on uh played on the musical Holiday Inn if you uh, that was your fancy. Uh watch the uh, musical Holiday Inn and you'll get a get a full rendition of that song. All right. Number two, here we go. Andy. Andy. Ray Bolts, thank Grateful you. No. <laughs> nope, gone. See ya. <laughs> gathered round this table from far and near. Boy, we need, we need to uh, do some work on our Thanksgiving songs, do we not? That we are Jeremy. Able. Go ahead, Jeremy. Don Geisler, I'm not thankful. Apparently, I'm off. I'm giving you credit just for the creativity. Yes. <laughs> Jeremy breaks through with creativity. I gotta give it to him. I gotta give him the point just for just for uh, for the moment. Nobody knows this. What is this like? Red letters for Mary Chapman Carpenter Thanksgiving song. Wonderful. <laughs> Mary Chapman. <laughs> what is going on with this what? music? Yeah. I didn't know Did you ever things. listen to that up until this trivia? You've never heard that song. <laughs> it's just YouTube. Like, to it a couple hours ago. Give me a break. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good Thanksgiving song. It's priceless Man, to watch Ryan just be like... <laughs> Shake his head. Are you guys here? Like, I have no idea. The human jukebox over there, and he's got no clue. Are you guys ready for? I didn't know there was Thanksgiving music. I thought it was just we gathered together to ask the Lord's blessing. I thought that was the only Thanksgiving song ever. Exactly. Well, that's that's the beauty of Six in the Mix. We're going to help you broaden out your musical spectrum. I don't want to listen to. I don't want to listen to Mary Chafing Carpenter. Uh, second now. <laughs> uh, all right, are you ready for are you ready for musical song number three? More Geisler, come on! All right, here we go. Ryan, Jeremy, Jeremy, go ahead. <laughs> Shania Twain, I could not ask for more. <laughs> Oh, geez. Jeremy, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what's the title? It's, it's not. The title's right. The the the, the singer's wrong. Where's Ryan? Go. What do you got? Ryan, who do you got? Oh yeah, it's not her. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, go ahead. You you chimed in. Who, who is it? Oh, you're gonna give me credit for chiming in? I thought you didn't hear me. Yeah, I, I heard you now. There was an echo. I, I got you on the echo. On the rebound, I got you. Who do you got? Okay, here's who I have. The song is I Could Not Ask For More. Yep. He doesn't and know. The, the artist is... S. Twain. I'm going to go... <laughs> S. Twain. I'm going to go with... Uh... Delay, 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 delay. Martina McBride. Yeah. Oh man! So Jeremy, this was—I I feel like this was a song that was part of your story back in college, or it came out. And I feel like you were—you kind of said, "Hey, this is a great song." I just kind of—I linked this song to you, Jeremy. So I, I thought you might have yeah. an inside track on this one. Well, and I know—I know the—it's the Edwin McCain version that I know, and this is my wife oh, and okay. I's song, and so. I knew yeah, the right, song, exactly. I, I could not figure out who the country broad that was singing this thing. I thought it was Shania Twain. I, anyway, yeah, it's a great the song. Gals, if nobody else is uh, nobody else is into it, it's uh, if the he, gal's name is. If he says, down what? 
if you say Mary Chafin Carpenter, I'm gonna <laughs> drop off this podcast right now. <laughs> oh, uh, her name is Sarah Evans. Sarah Evans. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. Never heard of her. Whew. That was that was that was fun. Boy, I, is that, 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 is that, that a half was... a point for me or not? That's a half a point for Jeremy. <laughs> I love the fact that Jeremy went with Shania Twain. That was interesting. I didn't see that one come. That name ever popping out into our uh, podcast. And I also love the fact that Andrew went deep with Ray Bolts. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, I fully admit I had that one preloaded and ready to go. <laughs> Ray Bolts. I may or may not have had that preloaded and I may have yanked it because I found better stuff from Mary Chafin Carpenter. <laughs> Uh, all right we got two more gang hang tight i'm just having fun and it's all about me and the trivia so here we go in three two one brian we've come to the time in the season Thanksgiving, Johnny Cash. <laughs> Thanksgiving. To offer a prayer of You're really close, pal. You obviously got the right artist. Looking for one more word in the title, ben. gang. Ben. Are you go serious? Ahead, You're not going to give it to me? Thanksgiving oh, go table. Ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Thanksgiving table, what? Johnny Cash. What's another word that could come after Thanksgiving, gang? Don. Johnny Cash. Go ahead, Don. Johnny Cash, Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> what is Johnny doing in the song? Listen. Andy. Listen to what he's doing. Andy. Johnny Cash, Thanksgiving Blessing. It's Thanksgiving song. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, what what is what is Johnny Cash doing? As, as, as you listen to the song, what's he doing? Well, it's a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving prayer. Ethan gets the point. It's Johnny Cash, Thanksgiving prayer. This is so lame. Right, words, 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 words can't even describe the lameness of this episode. Of trivia. I've listened to every trivia so far, and this is by far the worst. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Oh, this is the greatest trivia I've ever been a part of. This is fantastic. All right, last song, and and we're gonna wrap it with uh with with one that really uh really does speak to uh does speak to Thanksgiving. So, uh, get on your sounders, gang. Name is your buzzer in three, two, one. Are you refreshed? <laughs> Is that part of the song? Part of the problem. He's been drinking, putting these songs together, <laughs> clearly. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Don, uh, Andy. Don? Don? Don Molet. That is correct. It's brother Don Moen with Give Thanks. What a great tune. Was this song in the 70s? This, no, I, I don't know. I think it probably was more like an 80s tune, but it could have been 70s. We sang it a lot at youth group. Did I he, remember did, that. We sang. Did he write that song? Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, was, uh, he was the author of that song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, gang, that is a wrap for our special Thanksgiving edition of Six in the Mix Trivia. And what a fantastic time it was. I'm going to turn it over now to uh, Ryan. Thank you. Ryan, please save, please save us from this, please. Oh, man. I, I, I just had totally, I've just been dropped into a pit after that exhibition, whatever that was. Unbelievable. Well, uh, welcome Johnny to Ca- Don's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, Don. I'm I'm with you now. Right. I am now has, in your frame of mind. This week, all that can go up, go go forward is up, right? Or how does that say? How does that work? All There's nowhere. Yeah, you can only up. go up. Only go up. Thank you. Okay. Well, good. 
Yes, it can only get better. That is that is right. So we have for calling your shot this week as we're focusing on Thanksgiving and we think about the food that many of us enjoy. Uh, there are so many elements to the Thanksgiving meal. I don't know. Probably, I'm guessing all of our families probably have similar elements that are the same, but maybe we'll come across elements that are unique to your family and your tradition. So I thought it'd be neat to hear what everybody's favorite element of the Thanksgiving meal is. And I I think we had, boy, was it in trivia? There were so many questions in trivia. I guess the question about the side dish, the uh, American's most favorite side dish that Ben got. I still don't know if the answer was stuffing or dressing, but Google will sort that out in due time. So yeah, I think we've had time to think about this and reflect on our favorite aspect of the Thanksgiving meal. So uh, let's start with uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, you, uh, you, you and your family have hosted many feasts. Is there uh, one one particular element you like the most? I love my the dessert part of it. My favorite, absolutely favorite part. So once you get down all the turkey and the potatoes and all the fixings that go with all of that, whether it's corn and some of the cranberry stuff that's part of that. We we do some some interesting things with a jello with a uh, crust in it that's got whipped cream on top. It's one of my mom's favorite. And uh, some some onions and green beans that are part of that. Just really good. But the best part is dessert, mom's apple pie. Hands down, apple pie. Apple pie. Not the typical pumpkin pie, but certainly... Yeah, the the fall season is a time to bring in the apples for sure. That would be a that would be a logical choice too. Ben, how about you? Yeah, it's hard for me to select just one favorite aspect of Thanksgiving meal because it's it's probably my favorite of the whole year. I love all the things about Thanksgiving food, but I will go along with Jeremy. Dessert is the top of my list. Dessert really could be my meal in and of itself um, for most days. But so dessert for me is uh, pumpkin pie with whipped cream. And then we make um, some candied pecans. And I put those on top of that, too. So it's kind of a layered uh, pumpkin pie that we like to have or I like to have especially on Thanksgiving. Okay. It was the candy pecan piece of that. Does that go back to your childhood or is that a, a newer find? No, that's a newer thing that my wife, Jill, and I have been making the last several years. And uh, yeah, it's a late edition that's really taken it to the next level. Hey, hey, Ben, can you can you take that and drive that up to Jeremy's place and put it in the Poco Pizza <laughs> vaccine chest that's coming down to Ohio? That would be fantastic. I'm on it. Good, good. We're going to have quite a caravan heading down that way. All right, Matt, we'll we'll hit Matt and his brother Andy here coming up next. Matt, how about you? Well, my favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal is actually mainly not the meal itself. It's actually what we do at night, and we have leftovers. We have sandwiches, which sounds really basic, but the whole day kind of for us, at least growing up and and even now, kind of culminates – we have uh, we, we eat you know leftover turkey and sandwiches and chips and then we head into a rousing game of categories, which if you have not uh, entered uh, one of our family's categories games, uh, buckle up, uh, come with weaponry and armor because it gets it gets vicious. And it, for me, it was just kind of the culmination of the, the families coming together and just everybody kind of letting loose. And so I just love the, the feeling of making sandwiches with the leftovers uh, and such. A close second for me, uh, my grandpa always loved uh, cherry pie, which is, is not a pie you think of uh, during Thanksgiving. And so uh, every year we typically do a cherry pie, and this year will be the same. We'll, we'll have a cherry pie kind of in his honor. So that's re- pretty special. <laughs> Oh, that felt really good. <laughs> Love it. Love it, man. That, that was so that was so refreshing to do. Oh, I only heard that 30 times 10 minutes ago. So I can't I can't wait to hear it on playback on how accurate that sound was to the real thing. Yeah, can I hear that sound? Did it sound real or not? Do it again. Do it again. Oh yeah, that's that's oh. close. It's close. It might be better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, Andy, how about you? 
So we already said stuffing's up there, but I think with the meal, a tradition our family does is cranberry ice, oh, which wow. is really good with the meal. So it's basically sherbet and cranberry sauce, a red dye. It's just a red frozen <laughs> sherbet-like thing you eat with your meal, and it's perfect when you stuffed yourself full of food. Take a bite of cranberry ice. It's like yeah, you're reloaded, ready to go again with another round. So cranberry ice is it. For sure. Wow. And is that the only time of the year you guys pull out the cranberry ice? Is it Thanksgiving only? Only. Very strict on that. Nice. Boy, this is this is good to hear. I'm getting some good ideas here. Uh, Don, how about you? Booze. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, Don, not, not what you're drinking now. Like Not what your favorite is right now tonight. What Thanksgiving meal, Don? Booze. <laughs> <laughs> well and i don't think he's talking anymore i think he's done i'm, I'm hoping he's not but all right all right all right i'll, I'll clean well it can up, you right? give the other one the I'll one that tinkles up ryan can you give that that sound effect <laughs> the angelic <Brilliant>. sound effect <laughs> ryan. <laughs> oh. that wasn't as good no it's got to be the turkey i love the turkey I love the turkey, man. Give me a nice juicy turkey. I'm going to brine my turkey this year. and uh, Oh, I, that is the way to go. It is. I'm, I recommend I'm, it. Good one. I'm excited. Oh. Now, we were planning on putting it, throwing it on the Traeger grill. I got myself a Traeger grill over the summer, mm. and, and my life has completely changed. And so we were going to do it, but I did a test run, and Jen and I decided it just didn't taste like Thanksgiving. So... Um, because it, cause I mean, if, don't get me wrong. We, I, I smoked a turkey breast in, uh, as a test run and oh man, it was just beautiful. It was awesome, but we're going to go away from that. We're going to, I'm going to brine it and then throw it in the oven. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to say the turkey. Sounds good. Ethan. Yeah. For me, um, I would say recently I've had, uh, a close second, has become uh, an appreciation. It's funny, Don was talking about smoking a turkey. For me, recently, kind of smoke, the idea of eating smoked turkey for Thanksgiving has become a close second. Uh, Michelle's uncle smokes a turkey every year, and we have a full one that's cooked in the oven in traditional style and a smoked one at the same time for the whole extended family. And the, the smoked turkey is just divine. It's so good. But for me, Thanksgiving always has and always will be defined by the desserts. So I'm, I'm on the island with Jeremy and Ben for sure. Um, whether it's pumpkin pie, apple pie, pecan pie, yeah, I'm a fan of all of them. Michelle's grandma, who's a great cook, introduced me since I have joined the family, been introduced to a new Thanksgiving tradition. She makes a seven-layer stack cake that's a, a white cake with frosting and coconut in between each layer, and it's basically soaked in just sugary goodness for like four days before Thanksgiving. And so when you bite into it, it's just so moist and just melts in your mouth. So any of those four, or maybe all of them, uh, will find their way to my plate at Thanksgiving. Man, for a minute, I thought day. you were going to say that she, she brined the cake and then smoked it and then you ate it. <laughs> uh, if somebody could do that, it'd probably be worth it. Excellent. So we have a lot of folks siding with the dessert aspect of Thanksgiving. I typically am a huge dessert fan. You may have heard that before on, on this podcast. However, I am not as big a fan of apple pie or pumpkin pie, which are traditional pieces of the Thanksgiving meal. Growing up, my grandma made the best mashed potatoes that were flawless. They were tasty. There were no lumps. I loved them. That would have been my answer. But nowadays, I'm going to have to go with either the green bean casserole or the corn casserole that accompanies the meat and the potatoes and the desserts. And I, I got to say, I've actually fallen out of favor with turkey in the last couple of years. I used to I used to enjoy turkey, but it's just not it's not a big draw for me anymore. So I'm going to go with corn casserole or green bean casserole for my for my pick yeah that reminded me too I'd, I'd go with green bean casserole as well that that is a fantastic that is a fantastic side dish as well so let's be so, so right right let's be honest if 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 it's not a little debbie snack cake it it's not a dessert for you is that true <laughs> <laughs> I tell I mean, you, it, if it's well, not a little and, Debbie hold apple on, hold pie, on. come on, Wrap, a, wrapped from his mom. That's, <laughs> that's part of it. Right. Yeah. It's got to have a little TLC from mom. A little note. 
It'll encourage me. Dear dear Ryan, thank you for all your Jeopardy hard work over the years. I'd like to reward you with, with for your work. Actually, a good question, Don. So if chocolate pie were part of the the repertoire, I would say yeah, maybe that would be one of my favorite pieces of the Thanksgiving meal. It is it is chocolate that, that gets me going. And uh, I was trying to think. We had a, an online church service the other day. We had some talk amongst ourselves afterward. And our pastor asked Olivia, you know, have you baked anything? And, and she said, yeah, we've, we've got to have something around for dad all the time that's chocolate. So that does give you an idea of uh, my, my love for chocolate, unfortunately. And okay. Plus, and that's what gives you your, your girlish figure too, I suppose. <laughs> I, I think so. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. How, I, I, how, how do you eat so much chocolate and so much I dessert and it's be real thin? I mean, stinking stick. If anybody, if for our podcast listeners, Ryan's probably about 120 pounds dripping wet. <laughs> <laughs> I confess, Don, I have put on a few pounds since college, so I, I, I think they have taken a bit of a toll on me. And, and my plan is when we drive back up, going back home next weekend, I, I do have plans to stop by Kansas City and pick up some Krispy Kremes and some <laughs> cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. So I, I, I wasn't going to say that, but you forced it out of me. <laughs> Yeah, do do pray for me though, guys, because I I wanted to play some indoor tennis this winter, but with COVID, I'm just not sure that's a good idea. So I might be losing my my girly figure. COVID's attracted to tennis, I hear. It is big time, big time indoors. <laughs> indoor tennis, COVID, look out! It's just feasting off of the tennis players. I hear it's picking them off left and right. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Not not outdoors. That's why I've stayed outdoors. But once you go indoors, it just festers. It's just all over the place. Yeah. I mean, Roger, like Federer, Roger Federer is just like anti-tennis right now because of all the COVID happening over there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, if if thus far into the podcast, you, your blesser has not been blessed, then I, I've i got high-level confidence that Ben's feel-good story of the week will, uh, will touch that blesser. So, Ben, going to turn it over to you. All right, here we go. So, uh, feel good story of the week. Did you guys know that there was a uh, space shuttle launch last weekend? Did you guys I know did. that? Yeah, SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of a cool uh, couple details I pulled out of that. So, Victor Glover was one of the astronauts. He will become or has become the first black astronaut to arrive at the space station and stay for an extended period of time. Um, others have been there for a really short duration and then left right away, but he'll be there for six months and the first African-American astronaut to do that. On top of that, uh, he also, I found an article, he is a, a Christian man who uh, said he was taking his Bible and communion sacraments with him so that he could do those things while he was up there and plan to log in using their internet uh, service. They get in the International Space Station and be able to watch his services online for his church back home and just expressed that, you know, no matter where he was, he wanted to make sure he kept Christ first and keep faithful with the things that he feels are important as a Christian man. And also a, a lot of pride in being an American man and the legacy that they can leave through NASA and through the, the space, um, the space work that he's been doing. So I thought those were a couple neat things. And, you know, it's funny, I We've been watching, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix right now about the Challenger. And it seems like over the years, some of the space space travel has been such a, at the forefront of everything. And, I, you know, maybe some of us, I, I didn't realize it right away that there was a, a shuttle launch last week. But anyway, this was a, a cool detail and kind of a cool thing about Victor Glover being our uh, one of our astronauts that has gone up to the International Space Station here last weekend. So that's my feel-good story of the week. Yeah, that's great, man. I love that that space stuff. Uh, I was nerding out to that a couple of weeks ago when they were getting ready for launch. And that whole thing is just fascinating to me. I, th I think it's absolutely amazing uh, and exciting to see some of these some of these uh, young kids. Like you see all these interviews and them getting ready, and these kids. I swear, there's these kids are like half our age. And they are all into this and just, and it's awesome. It is just awesome. And the fact that they bring the same 
rocket down and reuse that rocket over and over again. I think that's just awesome, man. They could they recycle that thing. It is so cool. I just love it. I love it. I love what Elon Musk is doing over there. That's that's awesome. That is great. Ben, thanks for that feel-good story of the week. Uh, to close us out and fix your eyes, uh, we're going to turn it over to Ethan as he shares with us his testimony. Thanks, Matt. And thanks for that story, Ben. That is uh, awesome to hear and uh, just an amazing feat uh, to think about scientifically. For me, my testimony really starts growing up, uh, and I would, I would describe a lot of of my testimony <clears throat> using the word performance. Um, I think for me, I grew up in a great home, and uh, but for me, my life growing up revolved around performing. Uh, as a student, as a, as a son, as an athlete, uh, life revolved around just doing and being who I was supposed to be achieving and performing and meeting expectations. And I think for some reason, internally, I began to view God as another person that I had to perform for. Um, and so for a number of years, that was true <clears throat> until one day in middle school, um, our church hosted a, a traveling evangelist and he came and spoke. And it wasn't the first time that I'd heard someone speak on the topic of Jesus' death. But for some reason that night, it was the first time that it really pierced my heart. Uh, and he spoke at length about the suffering uh, the willingness of Jesus dying and enduring the suffering that he endured. And he painted a picture of the why. <clears throat> and for the first time, I really understood that the why involved God's love for me uh, and then involved his desire to come, to take on human flesh in the form of Jesus, to perform in a way that I couldn't perform and to give the gift of salvation freely uh, if I would receive it by faith. And so that night I went forward and asked if someone would kind of walk me through it um, and prayed with a woman from our church. Uh, and for the first time really understood what it meant to believe by faith that God was offering forgiveness because of Jesus' death. And then that theme is one that I've seen, I've continued to see God work and transform in my life of this idea of performance of just revealing to me the ways and the places that I tend to try to perform. Um, the ways that sometimes I fall into the trap of believing that because I've been performing well, God loves me more, which is not true, um, or that he loves me less because I haven't performed well. And, and it's amazing to see, <clears throat> even as I've grown and matured in my walk with God, the ways that he um, demonstrates his heart and his love for me in spite of my failure, in spite of my lack of performance. And the freedom that that gives um, is just so refreshing and encouraging. And so I'm so thankful for God's performance uh, of Jesus in my place um, and, and the hope that that gives me and the hope that that gives us for a future of forgiveness and life with him. That is great, Ethan. Certainly appreciate you sharing that uh, and closing us out. Well, that's a wrap on episode 17 on this, the 22nd day of November, year of our Lord, 2020. And we want to wish everyone but especially Don, a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.